Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. I think we're good, man. We're good. Cool. Game out. All right. Welcome to the Know Thyself Podcast. I'm here with Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And uh, hello to all the listeners. One of the things that we've been discussing in the last um, probably a few weeks when we're not recording is taking a pause from our agenda within Genesis in this second season. And uh, Daniel and I had this um, idea where we were sort of have just an open conversation about where we're at thus far with Genesis, with um, the podcast and all the lessons that we've covered in the last um, year and then this year and what's to come more because, or more so I should say um, because of the requests of our listeners comments through different social media platforms and so forth, people have kind of wanted to know a lot. And I feel like, <clears throat> for those who are listening right now, this is an opportunity for us to sort of give you an idea of why we choose the topic, how we choose the topic, and what Dale and I actually think of, of the topic and how it can be relatable to each and every one of us. Because every time we finish a podcast, we get just a great amount of comments um, from individuals, but also questions as to, hey, you know, this is what my experience was. Do you believe that is this the beginning or the end for my evolution in consciousness? Or is this something that is going to pass overnight? What do you guys do to prepare yourselves for, you know, a time of suffering? Um, what relatable content do you use? And they're all, the, they're all great questions because, you know, Daniel and I are trying to figure it out as ourselves as we go. And, and one of the things that led us to even the occult, or at least for me personally, was, was tragedy. I mean, a lot of things have shifted in my life and there could be much more uh, worse things happening. So I've always been grateful for what has occurred because nothing that's happened to me as far as something negative has en ended up with like an empty um, outcome. So I always had something where I'm like, oh my gosh, this all happened, but it propelled me into this direction or it put me on this path. And so today we kind of want to talk about our evolution of consciousness or our perception on the evolution of consciousness and how, when we formulate these episodes, especially right now with Genesis, um, you know, it, it's, it's very personal for us because we want to relate to it as well. It's not like we're just talking about the Bible. Um, an example would be like last week, we were talking about Adam and Eve and one of the things that kind of came up within the story is when the fall of man happens. And so I think that when we talk about those things, you know, we, we definitely implement our opinions and we, we talk about like how we feel about uh, a story, uh, an esoteric story or an allegory and how it relates to us. But I mean, that's the, that's the reason why they exist, right? Is to help us navigate. And as Daniel said multiple times, this is the story of you. And so I'm not here to kind of declare why we're doing the book of Genesis, but I just think we owe it to you guys to kind of like have this conversation of, you know, why this, this time that we're doing right now within Genesis is so important or why we're doing these breakdowns. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I think we'll just kind of take it away from there in an open conversation between Daniel and I and, and this evolution of consciousness. So, so yeah, man. So what do what have you thought in the last like six, seven episodes that we've discussed before we're recording um, the book of Genesis? Like, where are you at with all of this so far? Yeah, man. Great introduction. Cause I think it's, I think it's really important to kind of see what the kind of discuss the objectives. And this is also something that we really never afforded for ourselves because we kind of just jumped into the podcast with the first episode being, you know, the five W's of occultism. And then from there, we did the esoteric brain, and we had so much information to cover. Um, 
you know, we really never expressed our own personal reasons for one being pulled to this, you know, and over time we've kind of developed it and that's kind of unfolded like naturally in our conversations, but we've never just had that, like, this is us and this is why we're doing this. Right. You know, which is so interesting because this is such a, um, a big part of our lives now, you know? Um, and independently we've met so many people through this podcast. A lot of people know why we're doing it and kind of what motivates us. But, um, but I think it's always good to kind of see where your relationship is, with a subject. It's that kind of that Venus energy that's really, really important to mm-hmm. kind of see and always evaluating your relationship with a subject. And especially when we're talking about esoteric subjects, that your relationship is not just in the mental realm or just in the physical realm, but you're, you know, embedding it deep enough so it can actually touch that like finer spiritual substances, which is where we're really going to kind of see the big growth come from. This. Right. So, you know, I think especially and we've kind of gotten off the conversation, um, not gotten off the conversation, but Genesis has really been our focus. Um, but when we started this season, we were really talking about time and the evolution of time and its connection with the evolution of consciousness. And again, I think this this whole study of Genesis is so important because we are in the time of so much stuff ending in our lives, and we're starting to see kind of the finalization of a lot of things that maybe were comfortable for us or patterns that were right. always intact that are starting to fade or even foundations and uh, institutions that are starting not to have their stability like we kind of thought they were and kind of plan for in the future. So we really kind of, in this Kali Yuga, we find ourselves in this twilight of this Kali Yuga. We really can see the fall happening around us, you know, and that's why it's so important to study something like Genesis in this situation, because it is the study of the beginning. And why would you be studying the beginning when you're kind of in this ending? Um, and that's because this is exactly the placement we want to be, because right. this is where the white magician really kind of operates from, because it's, I guess, the whole theme of the second season is rising during the fall. Right. And that's kind of what we're taking on. And that's why we've learned these hermetic principles. That's what connected us through this podcast. And that's what's connected you to, you know, you might have learned from a different, different like occult researchers from this podcast. And just think about how much more you know about this subject and how connected you are to this network since this year and a half, since it kind of got started. Right. Yeah. So I think that theme of rising during the fall is so important. And this whole time period is about us waking up and coming to the true understanding, like the true wisdom understanding of who we are as creators and how we take our take in creation and we actually infect creation. And that's what I think this whole test is about. It's about, you know, what are you going to do when everything around you it kind of looks like it's dissolving? You know, and this really gives us this opportunity. If we can kind of study this genesis, we can kind of connect with what pulled us away from this spot, this is also the journey back into where we need to go. And I just think that this is such an important time to make some drastic spiritual progress in your life because you have so much resistance in your immediate environment. Correct. Right? You know, And resistance is great. Resistance is, I mean, resistance is Saturn. Saturn makes you stronger, right? So I think we have to realize that that whole idea of rising during the fall Every day that we can kind of stay positive, every day that we can kind of tune out the static, tune out all the commotion that's happening in our lives, in this world, um, I think as we kind of can tune that out and kind of really connect to our own spiritual path, we're going to be, um, we're going to be able to find a comfort. So spirituality compared to like materialism, it's not easier but there's a comfort that comes in spirituality that's eternal and it's forever. And the comfort that comes with physical materialism is not eternal. It's not forever, right? We, you know, either we're going to die before we can, the life of that object or that object's going to dissolve before our life is over. But either way, time is going to take both of us and that object away. Right. Right. And so, you know, with Genesis in this story and this journey and like why we're studying the Bible very much is is because, again, we have to remember that the spirituality, especially in this age, in this Iron Age that we're in, is not going to be easier. But if we're able to 
create these principles and really instill them in our life and actually live these principles out and actually let them flourish us through us, there'll be a comfort that can't be afforded by any other physical or mental experience. And so I think that's kind of what really pulls us back to the source, right? you know, what pulls us back to the beginning. Um, and one of the movies we're going to be doing um, either on the patron or on the podcast, because it's kind of a simple, quick movie to do, is Tim Burton's number nine, a movie nine. And uh, if you've heard the number, if you listen to the podcast about numbers, you know the significance of the number nine. Um, but the whole journey of that is to get back to the source. And like we have to get back to the source. And it's this actually really esoteric, deep, deep movie. And it's a great study of numbers and numerology um, and everything that we're going to kind of be covering. But, you know, this whole alpha omega and getting back to the source is, I think, that main motivating factor. Um, and just kind of coming to this whole understanding of, you know, this this vehicle and this body is the this is the transport for your soul and this is this is the carrier of it and we really have to you know be aware of our circumstances um to make sure that we are in the right direction to be making the most possible possible progress even in this time of like ultimate spiritual resistance that's amazing yeah i like the way you just said that ultimate spiritual resistance and and the fact that you just said the resistance is is a good thing. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, you know, when I sit down and I study a lot of anything to do with the mysteries, it's always obvious what compels me to put on, um, to put in more effort into what I'm reading and studying because I'm at a low. And it's not that I'm at a low in the sense of, you know, my energy's low or I'm emotionally depressed in any way, it's more that there's no denying what's actually occurring, so there's this hunger to understand how it's occurring. Like, to give you an example, like, I think you and I have always been friends because we were able to see past a certain layer, uh, and, and, you know, we validated that from one another without having to say, this is what happened, what do you think? And it's like, well, you're my friend, so I agree. No, there were times where like Daniel and I would have, for instance, different experiences with adults. And by adults, I mean like we were in, you know, middle school and for some reason a teacher took it out on us or did something separately, right? Not Daniel and I together, but separately. And that's where I think my journey started with like wanting to understand the true psychological, uh, I guess like where that person has misplaced their uh, energy onto me has to come from somewhere. And these books, especially like in the Bible, that's exactly what they're talking about. So even though Daniel and I are talking with such confidence during these discussions of Genesis, or even of just a lecture from Carl Jung, or from, you know, something that, um, you know, lies within like Hinduism, or, you know, whatever religion that we bring up, all different perspectives are welcomed in, in the circle that we are making here with this podcast because it has to do with the understanding of what's going on underneath. And we talk about that with analogies like the iceberg, but you can pay attention to that and actually get out of the way of a harmful situation by knowing how to forgive and how to put love above anything else. But of course, that's hard to do. And these mysteries and these occult sciences and, and even, again, the Bible that's what they're aiming for. They're trying to tell you like that the strength will lie within that ignorance, as like George Orwell would say. But you need to know that if you have that understanding, how can you get out of the way of this friction and this actual physical um, conflict that may occur between you and another person? And so when you and I got to meet, one thing that I was very fascinated with is you would never complain like, oh, this teacher did this to me. You're like, you know, I think this teacher's like ultimately lonely because I almost felt bad for them. Like they didn't need to yell at me, but I was like, just who happened to be the guy who ran into them at the wrong place at the wrong time. Or you would rise above it by telling me I saw so-and-so alone at a restaurant and I was with my family. And when I went in to go get, you know, it was like a Saturday, I saw the true teacher who just yelled at me on Thursday, just sitting alone. 
and and it was at a bar at the bar of the restaurant and it kind of changed my per- my perception of them and then on top of that something happened where his wallet fell and i picked it up and handed it to him and then he turned around and goes whoa it's you and i'm like no i know and then from that day forward we became best friends let's just say that right you and this teacher and it's funny because these experiences for all those who are listening i'm sure you've had them where you kind of saw this this true side of the person and you're wondering well, why can't you be more like this when we're in the classroom or why can't you see me as an equal and then you realize a few more things like oh I guess to be a teacher is difficult you have more than about two dozen students there are different and you can relate to this now as a teacher um, fast forwarding to the to the present but that's where all this starts you know and I think that when we read about the Bible or you get into the Bible what gets me going or gets me excited when I open those pages and even if I'm using a book that is breaking down verses in the Bible the fact that someone took the time to do this makes me feel more comforted and you just said all this you said this this long-term comfort you're going to get the materialistic uh, wealth won't ever give you which is finding out that there was an emptiness that needed to be filled, but it needed to be filled with something of substance. And that substance is what we're talking about yeah. on this podcast. And the Bible in itself or Genesis is taking you through those steps as well as like the Kabbalah or, or the Kabbalion and like what we done, what we done with the three initiates and like principles that we talked about. They're all kind of giving you this deeper understanding that you're right. That teacher that you want to sort of like dismiss or this adult that doesn't want to see with you eye to eye is going through something that is an actual emotional despair in their life, which might be they don't get to see their child as often as they would because of some, you know, political reason or another, or their relationship with the mother didn't work out. So this guy's actively hurting and a place that he has to be in Monday through Friday is this school. And you're one of the many little things that get in the way but you are not a little thing. You're a person. So you feel that injustice, but you feel like you can't stand up for yourself because you are much, much younger than this elder person that's going through this. And I feel like had we had this moral, or this, this like, uh, I guess like an, an understanding of like these moral principles, you would learn how to forgive and forget and never be feeling as upset even if someone does make you feel smaller because you're like oh if you're gonna pick on a kid then something's up with you and that's kind of where you kind of start to win these victories and i think that's all i've ever wanted for this podcast is not to just be someone on the other side of a microphone talking about my opinions on the occult but to give you hope that what led me to these subjects and what what makes me want to study this and sit here with daniel is that i'm not done yet and i keep running into these fictional teachers that i'm talking about and these studies are what makes me gain more hope and and does that make sense in, in perspective you know yeah oh absolutely no i think you bring up a a great point for you know the what this and i like how this kind of discussion is kind of unfolding because really what we're seeing in genesis is causality and this is the cause this is where all of our emotions this is where all of our experience kind of pours out from and especially our desires so if we want to gain any kind of control on that, that is going to um, be addressed and remedied in this area of life, right. you know? And you talk about, you know, not maybe lashing out against a teacher who is maybe treating you, you know, immature, like, you know, not treating you correctly. I think you bring out a really, really good point because what that showed if that was something you were able to do as a child is that you saw that this pain that is being expressed by this individual has a different causality than the zeitgeist moment you're in. Right. For this pain to be pouring out of this individual means that they're so full of pain that they can't even contain it anymore. And now it's pouring out on the energy around them. And that's a, um, as a child, especially at that teenage age, I think that's very, powerful i think as an early child you can probably perceive that and then i think once you get past that seventh seventh birthday probably all the way up till you're 18 like you still have empathy but you're so busy with your own world because everything's changing so much it's hard to i think sometimes tap into especially like an adult's empathy you might be able to empathize with somebody your own age a little bit more but it might be like hard to like 
look at somebody and be like, oh, actually, they might be mad because maybe they're lonely. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, Where, yeah, like, yeah. you can kind of perceive <clears throat> that it's kind of the one, the, you know, it's it was a blessing and a curse when I owned their own restaurants and I was, like, bartending them. It would be a blessing and a curse. Like, you would, like, meet somebody who you know they're just, you know, you don't see a wedding ring. And that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, you kind of feel bad, but this person's lonely. But then you were glad that you were there. You know, so maybe they didn't have a lonely night that night. And who knows? Maybe they like being alone. You know, there's like, there's so many factors kind of being there, but you have a little bit of more empathy for you because you can kind of like, you know, you can kind of get feeling to that. So, um, yeah, you know, I think the the idea of Genesis really showing the causality and that desire drive and kind of where everything kind of comes from, not only beneficial for your own experience and your own spiritual growth, but also for your understanding of others. Right. And where that gets so important, and it kind of, and I'm not trying to be selfish for yourself, but you understanding others, one of the biggest aspects of you understanding others is your ability to forgive others. Right. Right. And that doesn't mean you forgive somebody. I know we spoke about this. It doesn't mean you forgive somebody and you have to become best friends with them again. Like you can forgive somebody and not ever be a friend with them again. Right. And that's totally appropriate. Right. That's actually um, probably not a bad idea in some situations, but there's that aspect of forgiveness. Um and how deep that is in kind of our own, you know, spiritual development. So, you know, the the alchemist, the substance that the alchemist experiments with is experiences, right? You know, and that's really what we were kind of looking at with this this whole kind of case study of today, with you know, kind of comparing Genesis to our lives. But again, those those stories are biblical. And they're so deep um, because these are, again, it's that story of you, which we've always kind of said, um, but such an important aspect to kind of think about. But um, yeah, I think just just how this, how everything, when we're kind of reading, especially this Old Testament, and we're really seeing this this causality of this spiritual content, context and, you know, even just a, a justification to why this human experience can be so difficult. You know, we talk about right. like Saturn and we talk about it, but at the end of the day, Saturn's only put in place so you go through these experiences so you develop, you know, because again, it's consciousness is evolving through you. And I think that's such a such a powerful thing that we have to remember. And we kind of talk about this on the patron a lot because there's knowing and then there's wisdom where you actually are applying that knowing. So knowledge and wisdom kind of separate from that. And I know this isn't like the true etymology, like like the breakdown etymology of it, but it's kind of how um, Mark Passio broke it down. And I really liked it because it, it simplifies this idea between knowledge and wisdom. So knowledge is knowing something and wisdom is acting upon that knowledge of knowing something. Right. Okay. So you can know the right thing, but you might not do the right thing. And that's one of our biggest spiritual battles in the situation we're in, right? Um, you know, we, so many people go to church on Sunday and then on Monday they're foreclosing on somebody's house, right? And they're, but they've separated. It's like, I went to church on Sunday, so it's fine. I can do whatever I need to do Monday through Saturday. Um, we, we know what to do, but we don't actually do that. And I think that's that transformation from knowledge to wisdom when you actually put that put that knowledge into action and you actually utilize that correctly. Um, and that's when we're actually making spiritual progress rather than lying to ourselves about our spiritual progress or creating these like almost like fake progress. I want to say where you're just like, Oh no, I'm doing spiritual progress. Cause like, you know, I went to yoga and I meditated. Right. Right. But then like, when I really think about it, I'm like, yeah, I went to yoga and meditated, but like, not at one point was I actually thinking, I was thinking about these other things. I was, you know, maybe I was really negative. Maybe I wasn't, you know, there was just like other stuff was getting in the way and I was kind mm -hmm. of interfering it with it. So, well, I like that, that everything you're saying um, is leading up to what we're going to start talking about with the remainder of the Bible. Because when we start going into the story of Abraham, mm -hmm. that's when you start to see allegorical applications within like that journey of that family's lineage and like mm -hmm. what's going on. But you wouldn't start there. You have to start with everything that we're talking about right now that's underneath the surface, right? So what we're learning right now underneath the surface is like the seven days of creation, mm -hmm. how God sees uh, the world and how the image of God and how it's uh, the image of God that's 
bestowed upon us and for us to find out that we are God and we are him and he is us and you know it is us and we are all of one you you get to learn that and it's like wow this is a very this is amazing information which is very interesting because it's kind of like the timeline of anything we've done in the podcast it's like here's these like amazing principles like can you believe this and it's like can you open up your third eye and see this cosmic uh uh reaction that's going on above and in the below and then it comes to the application. And I feel like within the verses of the Bible, we'll start finding out that, okay, at some point we're going to stop with these sort of like higher than than us understanding of, of the causality above us. And we're going to bring it to the microcosm and see how it's being applied along the way. And you mm-hmm. see some dark things, right? You, you get to find out about who's betrayed who, you know, who kills who over jealousy, you know, what God does to humanity with the flooding and you find all these things out. And again, if you take this all in at once, you're just like, man, this book is very intense. It's very righteous. There's like this information that you're giving me. That's making me feel that warmth inside that we talked about. Um, you know, when you're, when you're learning about the mysteries and you can take with you eternally, but there's also this test period that you're going to have to go through. Where it's like, can you apply this and can you really take this wisdom and Make it work for when it needs to be worked. And that's what's going to be, you know, in the story with Abraham and everything else. It's just Mm -hmm. kind of like, hey, here's these direct connections to God. But even, I mean, I remember as a kid, I would learn about conversations that individuals in the Bible had with God. I'm like, man, if you were talking to God, then how can you go and screw anything up? Like, that's crazy powerful. Like, he was talking to you and you're like, ah, I'm just going to. Right. I'm going to go this way. And it's like, I would have been, you know, pretty terrified and probably very subservient to, to God. Cause I'd have been mm-hmm. like, Oh wow, you're right there. But obviously like, that's not what they're really trying to say. It's just that they're saying that even if you have this idea, which are these principles we were bringing up in these podcasts and these two seasons, what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? And, and I find it fascinating cause I'm not, I'm not testing anyone. I'm just talking to, to, to you about my opinion on various schools of mystery and, and things that I hope will aid me in the time when I run out of that source and I'm really being put to the test. Mm-hmm. It's like, where can I reach down into? What pocket is available that has this reminder that like, hey, this physically feels difficult. This person is causing an issue within my life or my circle of of, of friends and family, how do I navigate and how do I separate by saying like simple things like, right. I know people have heard this before, but like hurt people, hurt people, you know, that helped me out for a very long time when I used to try to question why is that person being so negative? Like life mm-hmm. is so short. Don't you know how short it is? Don't you know how eternity works? You never die physically. We're always like, we're in this world and in, in between like above and below and But it wouldn't matter because that person who is irate in that moment, I want to fix them. And the problem was it wasn't so much I needed to fix them, but get out of the way of something that they're going to have to figure out on their own. So anyways, kind of went on a tangent there, but I just feel like that's what keeps me going back to even finding more and more information that I wasn't even looking for within these chapters of the Bible or like even the the seven steps of alchemy that we covered, you know, it's just kind of like, wow, I thought it was over and it's just getting started. And you're right. like, man, you know? Uh, yeah, you know. no, I love that. And I love, I love how you brought up the aspect of like Abraham. And then we'll talk about Noah talking to God and how as a child, you're so blown away how this person has a direct conversation with God and then goes and kind of violates it. Right. Right. And then you think about us and here we are <laughs> talking to God every day. And on every day we violate natural law. So we are in this direct communication with God, right? Depends if we're listening, depends if we're sensitive enough, depends if we're not busy enough, you know, because you kind of True. have to be calm for it. Even though he's all, it's always there. That energy is always there. It's always that inner voice. Um, so we are the character having the direct conversation with God who then turns around and goes and violates the natural law, right? We violate the law. We either take somebody's property. We do something that opposes some kind of negative energy to a living organism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we violate their natural law. And, you know, you read this Bible and you're like, how how could do this? Like, how could, you know, how could Cain do this to Abel? Right. right? Um, and because this is what we're seeing now, because you're right, we were 
we were in the root of the seven steps of creation and you kind of see these like natural emanations of our desires and our drives, right? And so we're making it way from this plane of causality and it's making its way down to what you were saying is this, the plane of effects. Right. And that's what we're going to start seeing play out. And that's why these different families that are going to branch off of Abraham are going to live, like these individuals are going to live for a certain amount of years and they were married for a certain amount of years because we're going to see the emanation of all these numbers and all these principles kind of starting to blossom. We're kind of seeing it and the, the evolution of consciousness is kind of happening. So, um, yeah, we're kind of approaching this aspect of, you know, the desires of these humans and how these desires play out. You know, but it is so fascinating because you you read these stories and you're just like, oh, he was talking directly with God and then went against him. Mm-hmm. You do that every day. Yeah, you do that every day. You do that the moment you get into your car and somebody cuts you off and you start, you know, slamming your steering wheel because you're upset. Like, there's nothing in this universe if we want to honor God, and there's a reason why He spoke about this in Genesis. It was just like, and God looked upon the land and it was good. And he saw it as good because everything that comes from God is good. Okay. If it's not good, it's because our perspective isn't correct because we're not seeing how this is. It might be a negative thing that happens in our life and we might perceive it as a negative thing, but everything that comes from God is evolution. Right. It's progressing further down this, this rind, you know, that we call physical evolution, but we know it's more of a spiritual aspect. But there's nothing bad that comes out of God. It's the inversion of God that is what's going to do this. It's us turning our backs on it or not connecting. When I speak to God, too, I'm not saying it's like the man in the clouds, but this is that deep inner voice. You know, this is that some of our intuitions is a little bit louder, but all of us can kind of get connected to what is true and what is right, you know. Now, through calcination, we can kind of further make those blocks, and that's why doing something like the alchemical process is such a great way to kind of break down some of those calcinized blocks, right? But we just, you always have to think about that because, again, we look at the story and we're like, oh, I can't believe Peter denies Jesus. Like, when they, when they question Peter, he's going to say, oh, I don't know who Jesus is. Right. And you're like, how would he do that? And it's like, well, what the fuck would you have done? Exactly. Like, right now, like, what would you have done? Are you man enough? Are you going to actually stand? Like, are you a, not a man enough? Are you a, a sovereign individual enough? Right. right. Um, you know, are you going to be able to take this responsibility of changing the patterns of your life, that's that's a little hard. God's asking me to, you know, I have to shift these patterns. Um, so I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to go against it. You know, but then we look at these stories and we're like, tisk tisk, how would they do that? Yeah. You know, and this is why Jesus is like, okay, who's ever free of sin? Launch a stone. Right. And nobody could pick up a stone because he's just like, just what I thought. You know what I mean? Um, and this is, we're getting the early aspects of the story and that's what's really going to be nice about when we kind of get into like the story of jesus and even like the stories of like the prophet muhammad and all the kind of different prophets how they come around and they just so beautifully express this understanding of natural law and this accordance to natural law right and so you know again genesis can kind of get heavy and sometimes we'll be like wow like we're talking about the end so much but like we're going to get to a spot where we're going to be kind of talking about these power players that, you know, wear the universe like a beautiful garment and it just, it wears on them perfectly. And that's that, you know, that white gown that we're all trying to get through that whole golden, the golden pajamas of the emperor, right? <laughs> you know, that's what, that's what those stories are about, you know? Um, and just kind of how important it is, but yeah, we're approaching some, some really great stuff, but you know, we have to be able to really start to flex that imagination and that creative impulse to really start to, you know, fully accept with that knowledge and that wisdom, fully accept that this is the story of you. Not just like, oh, this is the story of me and you can, somebody else, another esoteric person comes right. up and you shake your head and you're like, yeah, the Bible's about us, huh? And it's like, yeah, crazy. But like you're just verbally saying you're not actually, and I'm not even at this point, and I'm like working every day to get there, but to fully instill this understanding. And you're never going to be able to fully understand how much this story is you. So you just want to get a little bit more each day, a little bit more each day, and that's how you kind of build upon it. But you'll never be able to fully grasp how much this is your story. Correct. So um, it's just such a, it's again, it's such a beautiful 
becoming process. And that's this, it's the beauty of becoming. And it's the beauty of accepting that there is natural law and that you do have to align yourself to these principles. And when you align yourself to these principles, you have growth. When you unalign yourself from these principles, you have pain, right? There's a beautiful becoming in why we become more ethnically aware, you know, why we have ethics, why we have morals, right? There's, there's this beautiful aspect of all that spiritual growth that kind of comes and that, that beauty of becoming, but, but at no point is this journey supposed to be easy. And at no point is this journey going to be without its challenges because really as you kind of go up, you're faced with even more challenges. Correct. Right. But you get this thick skin by, you know, reading the Bible, experiencing the Bible, reading the Vedas. You, you, anytime you read one of these and you actually instill this knowledge in you and understand that this knowledge is in you, you do get thicker skin. You get a shield, you get, bigger things. So as you approach these bigger challenges and maybe this cleansing of your karma or maybe your family's karma, or maybe even your culture or your, um, you know, the, the karma of your race, you know, cause that could be a big thing too. Like the karma of your tribe, right. Um, as you kind of make this progression and you take on these things, it's going to be bigger challenges. Right. Um, so you need those shields. You need all that protection you possibly can. And that protection is just that eternal, warmth and comfort that comes with truly understanding that we are the light that shines through rather than just the collection of skin and bones. Right. Right. Um, but it's easier said than done. And that's where I think that phrase comes from because in spirituality, everything's easier said than done. It's super easy to say that you smudge your house. Super easy to say that you're into crystals. It's super easy to say you go to yoga, Right. It's a lot harder to actually smudge your house and make a spiritual experience out of it and actually start from, you know, open the doors, go from the whole place, push the energy out, clean it with you, like sweet grass, do the whole aspect. It's much easier just to be like, oh, I burnt the sage and I just kind of ran around my house. Yeah, you yeah. know, I got the crystal, but I just put it on my desk. I don't charge it. I never take it out into the sun. I don't really meditate with it, but it's there. So I know it's helping me, but like, it's like, it could be, but there's so much more you could be doing here. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, and we get comfortable and it's just like, we get comfortable with like, oh yeah, I go to yoga, but like, it's, it might not be like a spiritually driven yoga class. It could be like one of those mind body classes where it's all about, you know, mental strength and physical strength, which is great. You gotta, you gotta keep both of those in charge, but like, don't think you're getting like spiritual de- well, no, that can't be really because you can do spiritual development in any situation. But like, no, you're you're spot on. Okay, spot do you know what I'm trying to say, dude? I, I don't know if you've ever heard this story, but uh, oh man, tell it was, me, it was such an interesting moment. So I was on my way to to yoga. I like to do hot yoga for a lot of reasons, and, and physically speaking, um, with my back, regards to my back, it's just always been something I do, and. So it's become a part of my life, almost like a routine, because I, I go weekly. So, so there, there's the issue right there, right? So the issue being that it's it's become a part of me, but as far as like the actual understanding of what I should, you know, approach it with, ha- gets lost in between, you know, the drive time there. Okay, so it's like 20 minutes away. Then it's like, oh, I better get a spot, you know. We're forever kindergartners, and and that's something I always been observant about is that you're just like, even if you're in a room full of adults, everyone's like, that's the spot I want, and this is that, and you can feel that. We just do it a little bit differently, where we're kind of like, oh, you, you were gonna sit there. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's a good spot. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's why I'm here. And then you're like, what is happening right now? But um, <clears throat> I digress. So the point being is that I've seen how it's shifted for me. Uh, in regards to it becoming a daily routine, but this is the point of, of discipline here and an understanding of what's really going on. So I'm on my way there and I got, uh, here in Phoenix, the drivers are very aggressive. We have very, 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 very ample and wa- like very wide and ample freeways. And you can pretty much get anywhere in Phoenix in about 30 minutes. So miles pretty much equate to time here. It's like 30 miles, 30 minutes. So it makes, makes for like a free for all on the freeway and it can really like spike your sympathetic system up and, and so forth. And so anyways, one day I'm on my way to yoga, traffic is pretty bad. People are kind of cutting each other off all this stuff, but I'm 
you know, in my own world going like, hey, this is my time to break away from the world, from my two jobs, from this, from that. Here I am. But I'm already kind of in a ticked off mood. So I'm like, I just need to get to yoga. And my teeth are sort of like, they're, they're, they're clenched, you know, I'm like, I just need to get there. I just need to get there. And I said to myself, which is, this is terrible. Like I did this to myself. I said to myself, man, if someone else just like cuts me off or like gives me the finger or does something like that, like, I'm just going to lose it right now. Like I just, just, just enough is enough. Just leave me alone. So I get to the stoplight and the light's not changing. And normally this light that I'm at always changes. Like it's one of those lights where you like, as a car rolls up, it turns green. Cause it's like, not a lot of people are coming. And it's for some reason it's red and the car pulls up next to me. And so my, my gaze is looking, you know, past my steering wheel out this, out the windshield, not looking left or right, but in my peripheral to my right, I can see that there's someone next to me that's looking at me. And I was like, man, I bet I wasn't what in the right lane Did I not use a blinker. I'm like, I'm just not going to succumb to your energy. And I started having this own conversation with myself. I said like, man, if this person just, if they say one thing to my, to me right now, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know if I'm going to roll my window down and just tell them off. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I didn't like how I was feeling. I was like, man, I can't believe I'm about to walk into a class right now. And it's quiet and all this. And like, this knot is in the center of my heart right now, behind my sternum, above my heart. There's just energy. And I just literally felt something come over me say, just look. And I turn over and there is this probably man, I want to say in his like mid forties, balding, um, kind of has like childlike cheeks, like they're kind of plumpy. And he smiles at me and then waves and goes, hello. Like just says, hello. I can't hear him, but he goes, hello. And I look at him and I smile back and I go, Hey, and like, as the light turns green and I turn left, I almost started to just sob. Cause I was just like, it just, the release of energy just kind of came out. And I was like, where was I going? What was I doing? And who was that man? <laughs> Sounds like an angel. <laughs> and so the bottom line of that story is that it wasn't the class that did anything for me as much as it was two things happening there. One is I was the cause of my own demise and I also was resisting, you know, a side of humanity that, that can be good mm -hmm. because I was holding on to the side of humanity that showed me its negative side. Mm -hmm. And I think that these stories that you'll learn in Genesis or in the Bible just lie within this one story. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. the automobile isn't in the stories and all this stuff, but this is something I want people to focus on right now as I say this is that one of the things that has become an issue with anything in the mysteries is that there's something that we've created, which is, and we talked about this in the beginning of the podcast, which is the illusion of time. So the, the, the issue with the illusion of time is when you make time compartmentalized into something like, say, the category of history, right? History being in the past, then you feel like that's what they were doing, but they don't understand what I'm doing right now. Like what Jesus did then, good for him, but like, where is he now? Mm -hmm. And, you know petroleum is ruling the world and gas prices have affected me emotionally because the prices change. I didn't ask for gas to be the main source of energy that we use or fossil fuel. And like, look what's happening to climate. Before you know it, you get so lost in it that you can dismiss a lot of the mysteries when in fact, when you're feeling the burn the most is when you should look into these stories and go, oh my God, this is the same thing. Mm -hmm. This is the same thing different time periods, I guess, if that's how you want to like look at it, but it's the same thing. And I think oftentimes even people who are devoted, say Catholics or Christians or whatever religion you're in, it's categorizing that's the past. I'm learning about the past so I can be a better person in the present, but it's still in the past. So it's like slightly not real. It's kind of like if you had moral guidance through comic books, but you're like, oh, but those guys are superheroes. And Gotham isn't a real city. It's something that Batman lives in. So therefore not so relevant. And it's like, mm, you're almost doing that on purpose. Like if you want to, you could bring relevance to this and understand what the allegory is here in this superhero story. And I find that that happens a lot when people are trying to justify why they're not spiritually involved is that they're like, I don't need a book that was written many years ago by the hands of man uh, or had it had its like way with the hands of man and all the horrible things that the Catholic church has done to 
give me moral guidance. But if you don't have any kind of map, which is what we're talking about in Genesis, is just this map of the story of you, then you are now a victim or will fall to being a victim of the structure made by man in the present. Mm -hmm. And that's where there's the biggest lie. Mm -hmm. The biggest lie is that there's the natural law that you're talking about. And there's a beauty in that natural law. And you see it when, you know, you spent a night outside under the stars or watched the sunrise by yourself. And you realize like, okay, this is, this is something else. This is not made by me, nor is it made by like my fellow brothers and sisters. But man, I wish they were all standing here with me so they could witness this. Maybe we'd all get along a little bit better. And it all sounds very like hunky-dory when I say like that. But what I'm saying is like the day-to-day life that we live in right now has been created by us right now, not by natural law. And so for those of us who are having a tough time, this is where I urge you to not just take some time to read about these stories, but also make them applicable so that next time I look to my left or right, I know that I'm smiling, you're smiling, we're smiling, and no one can take that away from us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, and I think that that's what the journey we're going to start falling into with the story of Abraham is that these relatable allegories or relatable periods that happen that are hard to also even take in. like. The story of Noah, the story of Abraham, the story of all the betrayal that goes on in the mm-hmm. Bible. But it's so you can understand, like, the betrayal will continue happening because it's part of what's inside of you that you need to have an understanding of to know how to navigate when it does rise mm-hmm. or when something feels unfair. I mean, it's the same reason why I think it's important to just have a conversation with your significant other or even your friend or your mother or father when there's some kind of unfairness. Well, to have a conversation might open up the floor to what's really going on underneath, but we never get there because Mm -hmm. it's always like, you did this to me, therefore I'm gonna do something to you back. So we're even Steven, but no one ends up being even, you know? If both of us have, (laughs) if both of us only have one eye and the story is an eye for an eye, then we're both now blind. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, now we're just running into each other, you know? Um, and, uh, and yeah, so that's, that's kind of like where I come from whenever I sit down with Daniel and we go into the next, uh, verse or the next book or the next, uh, relatable topic is that these are just based in my opinion of trying to get through suffering and trying to get through, uh, a bet like trying to get through the idea of where where we might have gone wrong and bring it back to square one again. And I feel like natural law shows you like this is square one. Start from here and then go that way. Right. And um, and yeah, man. That's yeah. Pretty much all I got to say. No, I love that. That was that was fantastic, man. Thank you so much for. I mean, one not only the the great story that kind of applied it, but just kind of pulling it all together so we can kind of see where those natural law expressions make themselves apparent and how they, you know, it's one of those things that's, it could be so predictable cause and effect of, you know, you know, what comes in and what kind of comes out and we could kind of look at everything. Um, And then it, it shows just like how limited our past experiences and our current perspective has to sometimes not the beauty of the situation expressing because you almost didn't look over to see the guy who just wanted to say hello to you. You know what I mean? Like you almost just stayed there. You would have stayed frantic, right? And then you would have pulled into that yoga hot-headed and then you're going to go sit in a hot yoga room. Like that's going to be terrible. You're just going to like cook yourself in there, right? right. Um, so yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fantastic, man. And I think it's it's again, you know, how do we how do we guide ourselves through this situation and through this experience and why not use the oldest information in the world cuz nothing when it comes to desires and human needs has really changed you know like we like entertainment and like oh they didn't have computers back then but they had entertainment they had all this kind of things you know they have the same kind of distractions as we do today um just in simple simple kind of different kind of forms but well, esoterically, just to interrupt, esoterically, what's happening right now, which is kind of interesting, is podcasts. Podcasts have become the source of people trusting people. 
Mm-hmm. So at first pe- people will tell you, they're like, I don't know, I got onto this podcast and like, and people feel like they have to defend themselves a little bit. They're like, I, I mean, I've never been a fan of this guy or I didn't know this guy's movies, but like one day I started listening to it and the conversation that he was having with another individual just seems so like compelling that there was this vulnerability that I felt and I felt like he was expressing it and it gave me a little more hope and humanity because if I don't have it in a raw form, like a podcast or a conversation like this one right here, then I'm just subjected to opening uh, or or to looking into, say, the news, mm-hmm. which sucks, mm-hmm. or, you know, pop culture, which isn't really controlled by us. Sometimes there are golden eggs in pop culture and movies that we're going to continue talking about on this podcast. For the most part, it's kind of like, this is how it is. This mm-hmm. is what violence is. If this guy didn't do this to you, would you not avenge your family? And they're like, <laughs> I right. would avenge my family. Yeah. And it's like, dude, the, the fact that someone else is putting these ideas in your head mm-hmm. Is terrifying. And I think that what you were going for, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was going to say that was like the other thing I was going to bring up is that like, we're seeing that with podcasts right now across the board or even like cooking shows. It's so funny how cooking shows became a, a huge thing. And it's not so much like the aesthetics or, you know, it's the fact that we all have to, you know, feed ourselves and, and, and have that nourishment. But it's interesting when you see someone who does it with love, cause you're like, I know what that tastes like. Mm-hmm. And so you're just watching someone who enjoys like making like their favorite macaroni and cheese. And it might be only like four ingredients, but you're like, Oh, this, this is a solid 20 minutes I could watch. Cause this person's doing this with something. I don't know what it's called, but mm-hmm. I think they call it love. And again, back to these, these mysteries or the schools that we talk about or why we even dive into this is just just to give you an idea like it is real and it is falling into this natural law Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah sorry you were gonna say i'm so sorry oh no that was it man that was perfect that was a perfect way to look at it you know and it's it's always just so important to um you know remember that there is this guiding aspect when it comes to you know, nature always is balanced. It's never out of balance. And if it's out of balance, it puts itself in the check. And to see ourselves as a part of nature, but then get mad when nature puts us in the check when we're out of balance is very hypocritical, you know? So I think as we kind of approach this and as we really see, you know, we are made from the clay of this earth and this whole physical experience is meant for the evolution of our consciousness, we can really start to view this like that alchemist that we spoke about that you know views every situation like right what is the effect on my soul you know is and again if winning a bunch of money could have a negative effect in the soul if you get greedy and you know negative to people right because right. you don't trust anybody because you think everybody's coming for your money and it changes your personality where it doesn't matter how much money you made you never had to work again it tainted your soul. So the alchemist would have saw that as a negative experience, you know? So I think just kind of, you know, adapting that and approaching that as a goal and trying to get there closer each and every day is the best thing we possibly can. And then honestly, you know, just be honest with ourselves. You know, some days we're going to have much more progress and some days we're not. Um, But we don't need to, you know, create a trophy on the days we make a lot of growth and we don't need to um, punish ourselves on the day we don't. Oh, that's, you know, and yeah, just, well said, man. You know, because that's so important because there's a lot of times you see people who are like, oh, you know, I I did this and I got really in the shape and they got like so excited about it that they almost like psych themselves out and then they like stop working out or something like that. You know, like, oh, I was so good last week. This week I'll just get into some shenanigans, you know, and then you get back into negative cycles and negative patterns again. So, um, yeah, man, I just, I love the idea as the second season um, rising during the fall, rising. You know, um, and I think that that's such an important, good connection because it kind of connects with that first theme of the first season, which was the sky's not falling, we are rising. But this, I think, almost takes it to a second level because we're not only talking about like the fall of the Kali Yuga, but also our initial fall that we all went through. You know, so it kind of connects everything to it. So it's um, it's I think it's a great kind of mantra to kind of repeat to ourselves and kind of make it, um, you know, a great point when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling anything, when you feel the resistance of Saturn, when you feel anything that's, um, you know, you think going to impede your progress. I think that's a great little mantra to remember. I agree, man. I agree. And, and so, you know, I know that we finished with um, Adam and Eve last week. Mm -hmm. And this week, I know, again, we're, we're here to explain 
what the trajectory looks like, why it looks the way it does, and you know who who we are involved in all this as far as you know our perception of of the Bible and and what we're learning along the way, and and we are learning a lot. And then Daniel again and I discussed this, but um, yeah, for the next few for the next few episodes, we'll continue on Genesis with this new you know, perspective, perspective, I guess that you can see that like, Hey, we're right there with you. You know, like we don't have all the answers. We're not trying to say, Hey, this is what the Bible is. And this is what the Bible is not. It's just another book, another source that is helping us figure out who we are and why we are the way we are and what that outcome looks like. If we're not careful by not taking some of these like hints that are given to us, uh, in the time we find ourselves in. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, and it's, I think we're going to continue trying to answer those three questions of who we are, why are we here, and where are we going? Right. And, you know, and those are, again, lifelong questions that we never uh, expect to have a full answer to, but we can get closer and closer on our journey. So who we are, why we are here, and where we are going, we're going to kind of keep continuing to try to approach that with Genesis and... um any other resources that come along our way, which is always so exciting. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, we have some exciting things still going on. Daniel's on fire right now with the Patreon account. So those Patreon members who get to see um, the sort of the breakdowns that he's doing right now with regards to the Zodiac and the houses, it's fantastic because eventually when Daniel's done, we'd like to make sure that you know that there's more to that than just his breakdown on the Patreon account because a lot of people will ask us for advice, which is super, I mean, it's just, it's so nice and so kind that you think that we have something to say that may or may not help you with. And, you know, all we can do is support one another and also find a way to give you more resources that may or may not put you in the direction that you intended to be on or maybe should be on. I don't think you should be on anything. It's just up to you what you do. But Daniel, eventually what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and have Daniel do um, these count consultations. And I'm excited yeah. because he's helped me out with these. And, and again, there's just, just questions. There are questions that I ask him. I'm like, hey, you know, this is my birth chart. This is you know, how I came to be in my first breath and like, what, what does this complex, uh, uh, system have to say about that? Right. And he's never given me an answer. That's like, well, this is what you are. And it says here, you love blueberries. I'm like, I do love blueberries. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not so specific to that as much as it is more of a internal guidance that may or may not help you get out of your own way. And that's what I always need help with. In my opinion is that, you know, I have all this knowledge, how do I apply it? And then during the application, how is it applied properly? Okay. So it's like, it's a lot of steps in order to have an outcome that doesn't harm you. And I feel like, uh, someone like you will do a great job at giving, you know, some pointers on how to do that specifically. So, so look out for that because, you know, we're going to have a whole thing set up with that as well as the raffle, which I'm excited for. We're going to have a raffle. We're going to do it live on Instagram. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have a ball. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Gonna, we'll have all your, like, fancy clothes from the wedding. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, maybe that would be something to do at the Lake Tahoe house. Oh, that'd be great, man. Like, on the, you know, a couple days after I, the wedding? I will we'll, have my equipment, so. You will? Yeah, yeah. So maybe we can get this set up. Um, so that would be really fun because we would already have fancy clothes. We could probably, you know, and we could make it look like we're way above our tax bracket. <laughs> so that would be fun. Um but yeah, two exciting things. So the the alchemical counseling, uh, and I the, I should really say it's more like alchemical camp counselor. So what it's going to be really more of like, hey, I've been in these woods before. I don't know what's going to happen when we go into the woods together. There might be bears. There might be squirrels. Like, I'm here for you, but I'm just more of like a Virgil on the journey. Yeah. So it's more of like, hey, this is your journey. And so what we would be kind of looking at there is... First initial thing will be like a consultation where we'll look at your birth chart. We'll look at your numerology. We'll kind of talk about where you are and kind of what your goals are for like, you know, what kind of spiritual development do you want to do? And and then what we're going to do is kind of go through the seven steps of alchemy together. Um, so we're going to have, it'll be like one-on-one sessions Well, we'll chat. We'll kind of talk about what this stage kind of means. There'll be like kind of assignments to do like journal entries, kind of art projects, 
activities outside, just like a whole mind, body, soul kind of whole situation. And the idea being like, we almost like set this up. And when you're ready for the next one, you just kind of, we just kind of set it up and it kind of just flows into the other. So I'm really excited about the, what I call the alchemical camp counseling, because I would love to kind of connect with you guys. You always have some great one-on-one questions, but also if you are, say there's a certain subject that you're just really interested in, or you have a bunch of questions, um, because we've had so many people who've been like, hey, if I like, I have a bunch of questions for you, but I don't expect you just to answer them. Like, can I like, you know, pay to reserve time so I can ask these questions? And it's just like, of course you can. Like, that sounds, that's super beneficial. It's, I know, like, if I could do that for Mark Passio, I would do that once a week. Right. Like, I would call him up. Like, if I could talk to Jordan Peterson offered any of those things, like any of these people Absolutely. that we listen to, like, you know, if I had a Ouija board and I believed in Ouija, like I did Ouija boards, I'd be asking young questions all day long. Yeah. Like Manly P. Hall would block me on the Ouija because he'd be like, just leave me alone. I'm like, Manly, please, just one more question. Just like, no, question. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's that opportunity there. So it's going to be kind of um, like um, a whole different kind of setup. So we have that alchemical camp counseling, I'll call it. Um, and that'll be, you could access that through the website. And for the first month, once that goes live, There'll be like an introductory price and you'll lock in at that price for all the steps. Cool. So if it's like, I think it's going to be patron, it's going to be like $50 an hour um, and that locks in. And the cool thing is, is if you make it to the seventh step, that consultate, that whole conversation and that whole session is free and you get to nominate somebody for free for a consultation. So say that was beneficial, say going through that process and having somebody who can kind of um, just help, you know, ask more questions and check on how your alchemical process is going. If it's beneficial, you can kind of pass it on to a friend who you think might be better or a friend, family member who you think might benefit from it. And then they get to do a consultation. And if they like it, we start the rodeo again and then they make it through and they find a friend. And before we know it, we know everybody in the world. That's right. Right. That's you know? awesome. We're um, just making more room for everybody. Just right making now. more room for everybody. And then the raffle though, that's going to be really exciting. We're going to, so the raffle is going to be, I don't, we have to figure out exactly how much like the raffle ticket will be. I believe it's going to be five um, or 10, depending on if shipping and handling is going to be included. But I have a bunch of books that I can't take to Costa Rica. So we're going to kind of raffle off books. Um, I'm raffling off my rock, paper, scissor, second place, New South Wales trophy is Aww. a prize that you can get. Uh, a lot of my things, you know, like even if it's just like something really cool that I found at uh a truck stop in Des Moines, Iowa that I've had for like eight years, but I think you like it. That's yeah. going to be part of the prizes too. Um, but there's also going to be a digital file that you're going to get. That's going to have a bunch of eBooks. So everybody gets something who buys a raffle ticket, but the raffle ticket is a fundraiser for the moving of, and really the creation of, cause I kind of feel like the know thyself podcast is moving, Try we're trying to relocate it to Costa Rica, but in that aspect, transform it from the Know Thyself podcast to the Know Thyself network. And we've got plans of having, you know, other kind of programs on here, more video programs. We want to do like a 1980s weekly news report where we do like the astrological weather and we'll do esoteric headlines. And we're going to build a little set and everything and wear like 80s clothes. It's going to be such a fun time of shenanigans. Um, but you know, the main goal is to get know thyself network, a 24 hour seven esoteric occult network. That's just pumping out truth, unity, and the expansion of consciousness. Because how many people do we know in this network? Like I know somebody who could just like, I could call right now and be like, Oh, I'll go on for 30 minutes and talk about, you know, my gardening practice and how I garden here in, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And then somebody right. else would be like, yeah, I'm like the coolest yoga teacher in the world. I'll show you some sweet downward dog. You're like, this yeah. is amazing. So it's coming, it's building. Um, so we'll be excited about this fundraiser because it's like, I'm not really worried about it. I just can't take these books with me. And a lot of them we have digital copies of. So I would love to share because I do, I have been kind of a book gypsy for these last seven years. So I have had some kind of fun collections. Most of them will have my handwritten notes in there. And you can tell it's my handwritten notes because like the underlining cuts into the word and it's really like, it's like, was this guy in a trampoline when he was underlining things? It's like, no, that's just Daniel. <laughs> He's excited when he reads about the occult and he can't handle himself. Um, 
but most of the stuff will have like personal notes from us. It's just going to be a really fun time. I'm like wait. so excited for the ball. So I we will wait. keep you updated um, on that. Absolutely. And then as the season um, comes to its end or comes to an end, as far as the se- second season, and it's not, obviously we're not there yet before we prepare the third season, we're also going to make a list uh, between season two and three. I think we should have a series um, that is only dedicated to about 30 minutes to an hour with individuals who continuously reach out to us and say, Hey, when can I come onto the podcast and Mm -hmm. have a conversation? Or when can you interview this person that they've actually suggested to us? And we thought about having it in between the podcasts and and that's a great idea. But I think while we prepare the third season we'll be having some, some interesting individuals come on and, and give their perspective on how they've either found us or how there's a common language there between the two of us. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll yeah. be excited to, to you guys can kind of witness the expansion of what we're doing and how we want to do it because I mean, what else do we have to lose right now? You know, right? We ain't losing our souls. Nope. <laughs> Nobody's taking that away from me. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that uh, towards the end of of this this Bible session. And uh, anything else you want to add to it? I don't think so. I mean, just a big shout out to. Everybody. And the patron ninjas. Patron ninjas. Thank you so um, much. Everybody, we're just so grateful, so blessed to be on this journey with you. Um, and um, yeah, just just so happy. Cool, man. Well, <laughs> until next time then. Until next time.